0: Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode hello, of this hot, high, 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 Andrew Love is speaking to you as well as...
1: Mr. Samuel Uyama, the first.
0: Uyama Lama Ding Dong. And we are here to talk with you and for you about... Everything to do with sexual integrity, how to build sexual integrity, how to get rid of bad habits, build good habits, anything to do with weaponizing you with heavenly weapons so that you can have an amazing life and a a wonderful marriage and a family that just inspires the crap out of you in the world. So Uh, I hope you have your seatbelt on. And if you don't, a helmet. And if you don't, I just hope that you have an exoskeleton because today we're going to get into the five virtues. Mm.
1: Yeah. If you don't have an exoskeleton, we are going to give you the exoskeleton of sexual integrity virtues here today.
0: Yes, you will be more bulletproof than ever from all the snags and snares that engulf so many souls. Uh, And today, like we want to talk about... The virtues. How many virtues do we have, Sammy?
1: One, two, three, four, five virtues to give you guys five. today.
0: New and improved, by the way, because it used to be four virtues, and then Uncle David really added one that seals the deal that makes it really powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I okay. There's a billion virtues that you could you could write and and what, what these things are basically the ingredients to creating sexual integrity it's like the ingredients that help you get out of the muck get out of the dirt get out of the filth and get into the light Build a life, and there's like five main components that we've identified that everybody who's gone through the process of going from being a slave to sex to being totally liberated—they've—they've uh, they've all had these elements, and of course, some had more of one than the other, and other people have other virtues, sure, but these five main components are something that you can't really have sexual integrity without.
1: So. Five virtues, two sexual integrity. I'll share it with you. We'll go. We'll. Uh, I'll. We'll go over each of them briefly with you guys. Just kind of wh- why we see that as important to have, and mm. what having it provides for you, and what not having it costs you. All right. So, Boom. Our five virtues. Boom. We have honesty, grace, integrity, accountability, and courage. Mm. And we think that these are the ingredients for a powerful life. As a human being.
0: Absolutely. And so, yes, this applies absolutely to the area of sexuality, but it applies to every area of your life. But if you don't have these virtues really applied to sexuality, it's going to create a cascade of negativity, like this effect throughout your entire existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Sammy, you brought up before the show that you know the name High Noon uh, you wanted to get into that a little bit ahead of time. And I think that's really apropos, as they say, in Le France, because it's all about living a life out in the open, out in in the sun and, and not you know, so what is that metaphor? Where did the name High Noon come from so that we can explain why these virtues are so important?
1: Yes, exactly. It's it's it, it represents our ideal for life and how we live our lives, how we conduct our relationships. And that's this idea when the sun is straight above you, it's, you know, it's noontime, then there's no shadows anywhere. You're in the open. There's nothing hidden. And that's exactly how we want to live our lives with uh, mm. sexual integrity and with, with all areas of our life, just to, to know that there's nothing hidden and what people see is what we are. And that's like real, that's, that's realness. That's what that is. Yeah, and so then these, it's really interesting how these virtues were were manifested. It wasn't like we had a brainstorming session, like, all right, what are the virtues of high noon? It, it just happened, very, you know, we've been giving lectures for years now, going into uh, to universities, to schools, to, uh, speaking with church communities. And as we're giving talks, this kind of just naturally developed that you know these were the the things that the these were the components of what living a high noon life looks like and what it takes to live a high noon life. And um, it just they we I think Andrew actually brought them to the table one day and he was like, hey, what do you think about these? And everyone's (laughs) like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: A little bit bit of resistance because it was new, right? And it's like, do we want to declare these but it, there, there, it got past the filters pretty easily because, you know, living, living a high noon life really means uh, a certain quality of life that you don't hold back. That why would you have anything to hide if you're extremely proud of every aspect of your life, right? There's, mm-hmm. And you don't want to go back. like if you've ever lived in the high noon, if you really get this metaphor and you've lived there, there's no going back. It, living any other way is like hell. So to start to lie after you've been totally honest for m- many years is so painful. It's terrible, right? So um, these virtues were really um, to clarify what are what are the pillars that hold up high noon Because a lot of times when we talk, it can be very abstract or esoteric, and people don't necessarily know how they can take the information that we're giving to them and apply it directly into their lives. So we wanted to put more of a name to these these components, to these elements, so that you can say, am I living this way in my life? So, So the first one being honesty, like, am I being honest in my sexual integrity? So... Uh, let's talk about honesty first, Sammy. Let's go there.
1: All right. So it's I, this is kind of like ground zero. This is just where it begins. If you want to create a connection with someone, a trusting relationship, it's the first step is telling the truth about yourself, taking off the masks, or uncovering whatever is underneath that you've been hiding. You know, these are the things that. Especially, the th- you know, not, not just like the, you know, there's, there's, there's a difference between having like no filter and just vomiting your opinions on things versus sharing, honestly, of yourself with someone. And what that yeah. sharing looks like, it's especially in those areas where, you know, these are the things that I feel are the most unacceptable and unlovable about myself. These are mm-hmm. the qualities that if other people saw They would be shocked, they'd be disappointed, angry, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Those are the exact areas that you're most, it's most needed and necessary for you to feel acceptance and embrace.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so imagine, imagine prioritizing honesty because we say honesty and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I know honesty. It's like, Pretty much the unsexiest word that you could say is like, be honest, kids. Hey kids, be honest. <laughs> right, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like a like a fireman coming to your school and being like, No kids, be honest. So we get that. But what would your life look like if when you did something that you're not proud of, you prioritize being honest with the people in your life that that are impacted by that, right? So let's say you stole something that you that you tell the person you stole, or you tell somebody, "Hey, I stole." Like it, it gets it off your back so quickly when it's a habit. Because the more that you accumulate dishonesty, the more it's this weight on your shoulders that just eats away at you, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's it's the. Muscle, another way of looking at these virtues are muscle groups. The muscle of honesty is like how to be well-defined, how, how to have that muscle really well-defined is that it's it's in every area of your life, and especially since we're dealing with sexuality, that you're totally honest with yourself, with God, and with the people in your life, as a priority, as a top priority, so that's why it's at the top of the list.
1: All right, fantastic.
0: And Sammy, could you go into what what is the cost of not being honest?
1: Oh, I like man! The, oh my goodness, what it costs you! You just feel okay. Well, I can I can think about myself and when and people that I've spoken to about this, and I hear from their experience, I feel on edge when. I'm always worried about like, oh, getting caught or something getting found, you know, getting found out. Mm. I I feel guilty, of course, that, oh, you know, this is not me. You know, I don't, you know, I know I'm not being fully honest, especially, you know, I work for High Noon, which is this organization that's specifically talking about applying honesty in our lives and in our relationships. And even if it's a little thing, like like uh, something I, a little embarrassing I keep from my wife it just eats at me and like Andrew what mm-hmm. you were saying earlier is that when you go for years knowing what uh, like honesty tastes like and it smells like as soon as you get a whiff of dishonesty and you, you experience it it just eats at you and it's immediately present
0: yeah 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 so like dishonesty and honesty both radi- radiate outwards and so radiate you know, in terms of people, but also radiates over time. So like, uh, if you're dishonest with one person about one thing, over time, that compounds into like uh, a barrier between you and that person where you know you have something that you're holding inside. And so we've seen this so much with porn, that when people have a secret life, uh, that they, if if they're withholding this information from their parents or from their spouse, it creates this wall that over time gets bigger and bigger, and you have less and less access to that person. And it's honesty in the end that causes that wall to crumble entirely, mm-hmm. so that you can regain access to that person and to to the reality of the situation, instead of avoidance, instead of. Lying and covering your your shade or whatever, covering your tracks, as they say, in the crime world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no you cannot sustain a life of dishonesty. Everything is is going to crumble around you. So why try? Why not just admit that you're not perfect? And so Hainu never espouses perfection. We never promote the idea of perfect. It's it's a quite a destructive viewpoint that oh I should be perfect it's impossible as as we want to be perfect but instead to strive for being honest and when you when you make a mistake that you just talk to the people tell the people that it makes sense to talk that doesn't mean broadcasting on you know social media every day of, of what you've done but telling the people in your life that you care about and that care about you hey I I fell out of line but 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 I want to get back on track and they can help you
1: mm. Absolutely. And then so there's the first step of being honest. And then where does grace come into that? I'm sure so many people, the thought on their mind is, you know, what if, you know, it's like, okay, I get the value of it and the benefits of it. But man, that's so scary. What, what do I do if they respond how you're saying, like, like, I'm afraid of them responding, like you said about they get upset or angry or disappointed. So how does yeah, yeah, grace yeah, yeah. play into this picture,
0: Andrew? Well, this is a two way street, right? I always see it as really very two way because there's learning how to receive grace and then there's learning how to give grace. And you're blocking grace from happening when you don't tell people honestly what you're dealing with. So, in terms of like receiving grace, it's, it's, you have to, in order for you to ever feel forgiven, uh, you have to kind of confess, you have to get it off your chest, and you have to tell somebody, this is this is who I really have been, and I'm not proud of it, in order for them to say, well, that's not who you are. And, you know, it, that's how healing really happens, is you have to r- remove all these shadows, the shade, these clouds that are blocking you from experiencing love. Uh, because what you're doing when you hold on to it is you're just Torturing yourself. I made a mistake. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad. Nobody could ever love me. This is the voice that constantly taunts you until you talk to somebody, and then you can put on a new track. You can listen to a new song because that person can say, "Hey, you're better than this," and then you can feel it. You can receive love, and it's more than just uh, words. It's like a deep spiritual exchange of love and acceptance can occur only when you first tell somebody and that lets grace come to you. And I'd like you to get into how it's like receiving grace and then giving grace. You want to talk about giving grace?
1: Giving grace. Yes, this is so, so it seems simple, but it's so difficult to do to always remember when uh, someone is sharing something with you or, or even if uh, just someone does something you don't like or a noise who upsets you to have the mindset and to remember to be understanding of other people absolutely yeah so that's first off is that yes this is probably one of the most dif- uh it's not like there's an easy part process or part of this process but this one in particular is is to have the humility to be generous to other people and acceptance mm, yeah. and forgiveness
0: that's a right. great word so like So grace in essence is being generous with love because our natural inclination, when somebody gives us disappointing information, when somebody tells us that they've done something wrong, is to withhold love and to give them scorn instead of love. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, it's to give them love generously, even when it's hard for us, because that opens up the pathway for God to really heal and for love to flow.
1: Mm, absolutely, and I, and I think probably the best way to to talk about the value of this is what you're potentially giving someone by extending that grace generously, and that mm. if you think about if you reverse the positions when you're in the place where you're sharing yourself, you're taking off your own mask and you're really sharing honestly with another person what it would mean for you that that person looked you in the eye and said, "Wow." It must have been so scary to share that with me. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it, and I love you.
0: My God, that's powerful.
1: That's a life-changing it's... experience, and absolutely essential for every person to have that at some point in their life, at least with somebody, one, one person. And so yeah. by being generous in grace, you provide that opportunity for another person to experience that. Mm. And that is rock your world kind of relationship.
0: Well, that's it's it's how people meet God cuz you know, we need to experience God in nature and stuff like that, but we also desperately need to experience God through one another. And uh that's the main way is that that you know, we empathize and when somebody does come to you with diff- like it's not easy to hear especially when it involves you, if it's your spouse or if it's your kids, then it's almost like hearing them say they've done something to themselves almost feels like a judgment on you, like you've failed. Mm. And so there's all these emotions coursing through your body and your inclination a lot of times is just to want to yell and say, how could you? Don't you know any better? But that is is like almost forcing them back into their cave because when somebody's, in a place of self torment and and self lamenting you know they're just saying negative things to themselves and by you scorning them and 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 yelling at them and and it just causes them to want to crawl back in their cave and never want to come back out and mm-hmm when you do love them and embrace them you don't have to embrace what they've done but you just say god bless you thank you for telling me this that's a i i thank you it must yeah like you said it must have taken so much courage and you just embrace them and you say we're in this together mm-hmm. it will it will show them that they are lovable and that they are something much bigger than the total sums of their mistakes
1: mm-hmm. Amazing. So you're going into the you know, what are the costs of not extending grace to other people, and uh, what about yeah. on yourself? What what's the cost of if you don't provide grace to yourself, Andrew?
0: Yeah, you never get to know how powerful you are because there's two voices, right? Uh, I mean, the classic religious thing is like God and Satan or good force, evil force, but there's you can clearly tell that a, we tend to relive pain and every time you relive it like in your mind your body experiences it and you're literally trapped in hell don't worry about what happens after you die you can live in hell while you're alive Mm -hmm. and we do that to ourselves a lot and it's just this loop going around and around dragging our face through the mud making ourselves reminding ourselves of all of our mistakes and what all the things that we are and all the things we aren't and when when we don't ask for forgiveness when we don't by confessing by by telling somebody then we're we're not allowing a new fresh air to pervade so that like feeling hope mm. is accessible at any time just as accessible as feeling Hatred for yourself, but we choose negative emotions more often than not because we don't we're stuck in our head, and when we're stuck in our head, our heart gets stuck, and it causes us to like erode spiritually, so it causes the water to remain still so by by bringing other people out and we'll make excuses all the time, we'll say, oh, they'll hate me blah 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 blah. these are all just our ego, it's just like the the negative voice wanting us to stay a slave to our mistakes but when we when we allow ourselves permission to say, you know, to ask for for forgiveness by telling somebody, we're we're experiencing a new air and the water starts to flow again. Mm. And so we're missing out on the opportunity of being reborn again. When we stay stuck in the past, we're mm. we're absolutely stuck, and you cannot break through by being stuck. And that's why the inclusion of other people, welcoming other people into your mind, into your heart is fundamental to healing and to growth.
1: I think another thing, so there's all this stuff you miss out on. And the other thing that uh, it costs is that you're able to justify your misery when when you are just caught up in what a wrong person you are and how you messed up. And so all this then it becomes what you deserve missing out on all yeah. the good all the good stuff and then you just stay yeah. there and then yeah. you you justify and feel that that's what's supposed to happen
0: my god that's so true that's yeah it becomes it becomes your familiar friend this i always say it because it's so true when i see somebody who's especially with pornography when they're stuck in this relationship with pornography it's exactly the same as when I've ever I've seen anybody in an abusive relationship and that's mm-hmm. parent and child or that's husband and wife when there's when they're stuck in this abusive relationship it's like you experience the worst and then when you should run in the opposite direction it lures you back in with the promise of it won't be like that again I promise mm-hmm. it won't happen again and porn does that to you and and you just you you go back to it and you feel like garbage afterwards, but you keep on going back. And it's just because it's familiar. At least it's predictable. It's not good, but at least it's predictable. Mm. And for a lot of people, the predictability of pain, the familiarity is more comfortable than the fear of the unknown. And so they'll, they'll choose pain over pleasure because pleasure involves them breaking free of what everything they know right because you don't know how somebody's going to react when you tell them Mm -hmm. so that's an unknown and that fear can cause people to say well yeah like you said i'll romanticize my misery and just stay stay in this beautiful hell that i've created for Mm -hmm. myself
1: so what about integrity how does this play into the picture andrew
0: now this is a great piece of business (laughs) this integrity Mm -hmm. because it's one of the really measurable traits that we talk about one of these virtues that is really uh you know you have it or you don't you can kind of have more of it or less of it but it's like you know when two things become one when your word and your actions become one then you're a person of integrity and so Mm. it starts with yourself first a lot of people they're living in total an utter chaos. They don't know how how they think or feel. They're just constantly reacting. They don't know where they want to go or what they want to do. But having integrity is, is putting something substantial on the table and saying, this is the person I want to be. This is what I want to do. And then when you start doing it, it's so incredibly empowering, right? So a, a good example is like fitness. When you say, "Okay, I'm going to start eating these foods and I'm going to stop eating those foods, and I'm going to start going to the gym," when you stick to that plan, you feel tremendous. When you s- when you stray, when you give up on yourself, you feel increasingly more like garbage until you just kind of give up and then you just settle for, f- you know, whatever, being not not as healthy as you could be. Mm-hmm. You just make justifications, right? in terms of sexual integrity uh it's really like defining the terms by which you want to live and say i don't want porn to be a part of my life and then choosing for it not to be a part of your life and then choosing what are you going to do with your time and energy and your sexual energy and doing that with it Mm. and that's an amazing way to live right uh I'd like for you to go into the cost, and then I'd like for us to talk about what it's like because you and I have been out of integrity at some point in our life, and now we're living in integrity and like what the vast difference is. But I'd love for you to hear what what it, what would it be like to what's the cost of like living out of integrity?
1: It's um you you're never gonna achieve and accomplish just by anything in your life. I'd imagine it, it's there's yeah. no there's no basis for attempting anything or to have anyone believe anything that you say it's like integrity it's and so the the beginning place of integrity you know andrew alluded to it is what you say and so you create um something that you like a a basically a promise you say okay this is like what i want to do and Hmm. integrity is aligning your word with your actions and it's not always about uh, like keeping all of your promises and keeping your word at all times, c- because that's impossible and we don't, we, you know, things happen, uh, but we can always honor the things that we say and give our words weight. And then they actually mean something. So mm. when you make a promise and you say, you know, I'm going to do this and you don't that you can acknowledge that say, Hey, I actually said that's I was going to do this, but I didn't. Right. And you know, here's the uh, yeah. the impact of that. and, and, Okay, I also want to go into like, you know, what integrity gives you. You asked so the cost, right? The cost is that you have no power in your life. It's uh, the so I guess the contrast what you get when you relate with yourself as someone whose word is meaningful and has weight, then what you say has so much has so much it's so much more profound. Profundity, is that mm. a word? What you say has so is so much <laughs> Oh, all right, go with Sammy. So you know, <laughs> what you say is, uh, for example, when you say, okay, I'll do this. And it's like you're, you're reshaping your world based on the words that you say. Mm. And you become the owner of your life because you realize mm. that the thoughts and then the like you can create what it is that you want by saying something and then living in accord with that. And so the cost is when you don't have integrity, you live at the whim of other people, and you don't have any ownership of your life because you can't mm-hmm. even trust in your own commitments and your own uh, your own resolve for more for yourself.
0: Absolutely, and I gotta say that like we meet we meet people in this state constantly to put a to put a face to what Sammy's talking about is you know seeing looking somebody in the eye who feels utterly defeated they don't feel hope because they feel like i listen i've tried to overcome pornography and i simply can't i can't right and when you see somebody in this state it's really sad because they have no access to the deep powers that they have by birth because they are a child of god they have no they don't believe that for a second because they've been telling themselves through their actions for so long that they have no power because when they say something, they can't live up to it, mm-hmm. and so if you do that enough times, you really lose hope and faith in yourself. And when you lose hope and faith in yourself, it's really, almost, in my opinion, it's impossible to believe in anything. Because we're the one thing that we're that we're the starting point of our faith, right? We're the we're the first manifestation of our faith. So if if we can't do you know the things that we say, then how can we really deeply, deeply? I'm saying deeply believe that things are going to be better tomorrow for us or for anybody. And so the, the, that's, that's really the cost is losing life. You lose your life and slowly it slips through your fingers and you adopt somebody else's life. You adopt the life of your lower self instead of, instead of the potential self that you could be. Right, because the, conversely, we've seen many people go through this metamorphosis, where they reclaim their integrity. They take it and they say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna reclaim my life." And little by little, they start living up to the person they claim to be. They say, "I am, I'm gonna not do this. I'm not gonna go back to pornography." And every time they choose to not. Then they grow stronger, and every time they say, "I'm gonna replace that with going to the gym," or "I'm going to invest in my relationship with my spouse," whatever. Every time they invest in a positive way, they're becoming more and more godlike, more and more powerful, and it's something really to behold. It's so beautiful.
1: Hmm. Fantastic. Is there anything more yeah. to say about integrity?
0: Well, it's- you touched on it briefly, but uh, like the 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 idea that your words do have clear value to yourself, to other people in your life, and mm-hmm. to even God. Is that when you say something, do you believe it? Do you know, oh, this is going to get done because I said so? Or do you say things and then you doubt them and then you kind of question them and then you forget about what you said and then you just give up on it? Mm-hmm. And then a, a good measure of that is seeing do people around you believe When you say you're going to do something that you're going to do it, do they really believe it? And when you make a promise to God, when you're praying in in the deepest part of your heart, does God really believe that you're going to do it, right? And Mm -hmm. so when you're totally confident and you know that you're going to do it because you said so, that's when you are a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. And that's when your word has substantial value in this world.
1: Absolutely. And and it starts, you set the metric. You say, you know, with this is what I want to do, then it's measurable. And so, yeah. and you know, it's, that's, this It's very grandiose. I mean, it can be grandiose. I mean, and, and so the reality is that, yeah, we're not always gonna live up to what we promise, right? I and mean, we can, sure. especially like with, with sexual sexually, like, okay, I'm gonna stop looking at porn. You're likely mm. gonna have relapses along the way. right? so yeah. what, well, what we can do is we can say, hey, I said, I'm no, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be someone who looks at porn anymore. And I looked at porn. Yeah. And so you can acknowledge that and then, you know, adjust yourself. You know, what do I need to do to be someone that can keep that promise?
0: Absolutely. So yeah. it, it, like it really feels in the beginning, say you're out of integrity, you're totally lacking in integrity. If, to start building integrity feels like you're swimming upstream, right? And so in that in that in that situation, what you really need to do is to hold on to somebody who has strength or to be with a team of people. I saw a group of salmon swimming upstream this past spring and they were taking rests, but a lot of them were kind of working together, you know, and, and finding ways up the stream because it was it was like life or death for them. But conversely when you start to build integrity you're going downstream and it becomes much more natural to go the right path and and yes like you said you might make slip you might have a slip up you might have a bad day or whatever but that's like you just going to the side of the stream you can always hop back on because your momentum all of your invested time and energy is 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 propelling you forward
1: i'm uh, i'm just stuck here thinking Where in the world were you that you were watching salmon swimming upstream?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, in Toronto, it was uh, city city salmon. Uh Nobody would dare eat them, but it's like they it's this annual thing. Anyway, I was with my sons. It was kind of sad because a lot of them didn't make it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) only the strong survive, man. The
1: and so yeah, like you mentioned that point of uh, rolling with people that have this muscle right because uh, you'd have to develop it and starting small and, and little by little building up your confidence in yourself as someone that can keep your promises and this is what we really emphasize so strongly in high noon and what one of the things we're most proud of is that we really prioritize keeping the promises that we say and honoring what we commit to other people and with this podcast I we say we're gonna publish We haven't said when we're going to publish yet, but or how how frequently. But that's something that you can count on. And up until now, the years that we've been in business, we've been uh, High Noon has existed. We have a stellar reputation for starting things on time, and that's something we're very proud of. um, Events like when people come to hear us speak, we start on the dot, regardless of how many people are late internally our meetings, we start on time and it's mm. it, it allows everything just to function. There's something people yeah. rely on that. You know, they yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't have that thought in the back of their mind like, oh, it's gonna the thing's gonna start fifteen minutes late anyway. And it's like they know, oh i right, no yeah, it's yeah, yeah. starting on the dot, I gotta I gotta hustle my butt and get over there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody buying a watch that's right half the time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know? Nobody. You want to watch that's right all the time, and we want friends that are there for us all the time when we need them, right? Mm-hmm. And we want we want spouses. We want we want just a life filled with people who are really keeping their promises. Otherwise, you're you're bound to lead a life of disappointment. And so we're talking about people. So I'd like to get into accountability, Absolutely. which is the next. Yeah, this is where this used to be. Ooh. This used to be the last virtue, by the way. And then courage got added to the list.
1: So accountability, this is where the rubber meets the road, where you have an exciting dream or vision for what you want. And you say, okay, I'm going to do this. And this is where you create a structure for yourself. You bring people into your life that's going to allow you to actually follow through on that. And this is actually Mm. the secret of being a good promise keeper is not that you just keep your promises because you keep your promises and then you remember everything. But that people who have integrity, they're really good at putting systems and structures in place in their life that allows them to keep those promises. Hmm. It's reminders on your phone. That's a point of accountability. But the specific accountability we're talking about is relationships.
0: So this is there's some secret sauce in in accountability. Uh, and you know, it's good to have as much technology as you can, that makes sense. Yeah, like Sammy said, notifications and being accountable to yourself. That's really important. But learning how to express clearly your desired goals and dreams and and the things of your heart in the clearest way possible to another human being has a great deal of magic in it because – Firstly, you're learning how to express the longings of your heart in clear ways. Because if you express a goal to somebody or desire to somebody that say, I want to do this, but it doesn't make sense, then the reason it doesn't make sense to them is because actually you don't understand it. So learning how to think clearly about what it is that you actually want, and then learning how to set parameters so that you can figure out whether you did it or not, the thing that you said, there's a lot of value just in formulating what it is that you want. But the second part is learning how to involve somebody continually in your growth process because what you're doing is you're a lot, like if you fail to do something that you want to do, let's say waking up on time, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. and then you didn't, telling that person is is like speaking to god and saying i'm sorry i didn't live up to my end of the bargain and there's going to be a huge desire to not want to tell them to justify oh i'll tell them later or it doesn't matter you know but then that's really your internal development occurring and if you can continually reach out to that person and let them know when you made mistakes but also when you did achieve the things that you did learning how to celebrate as well what you're doing is you're expediting the growth process mm. drastically because we we can't we are always prone to be easy on ourselves or to justify ourselves but when we're with somebody else they don't have to yell at us they don't have to tell us anything they just have to ask well, How do you feel about that? Like are you still do you still want the thing that you said you want? Mm. And then if you say yes, you're like, well then why 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 didn't you do the thing you said you were gonna do? And then you have to look into yourself. But it's only through a relationship that all of this is is revealed, it's put on the table. You can't sort this out by yourself. Mm. You really can't.
1: And so accountability, what that offers is Andrew was talking about the disease of perfectionism and how we, st- we try to stay away from that inclination to want to be perfect, and that's exactly what accountability offers, is it it innately accepts the imperfection of each of us, and it allows a space for to, you know, you're regularly checking in with someone, you know, how are you doing, how are you doing, and it allows for the fluctuations of life, and you know, there are times when we're doing great, and it's really easy to, to share with someone about, update someone how you're doing, but then no matter you know how long you've been doing well in a certain area there's times when you're in a funk and you don't feel like waking up or or you know you just feel really down for whatever reason so being able to share yourselves in those moments as well it, because we're yeah. it's we're so so innately driven to avoid looking poorly in any way and having other people see us in anything but the best light yeah. And so fighting that instant, you know that that pull for that in, in order to, to consecutively or to uh, in order to consistently share yourself as you really are honestly, then that's what this kind of relationship of accountability can
0: provide. It keeps you moving forward because you constantly have to decide do I want this or not. And that's, that's your involvement in, in the relationship mm. with the goal. Your relationship with the goal, I guess, is manifest in your relationship with the person who's keeping you accountable to that goal. So in the area of sexual integrity, it's really learning how to express, well, what type of life do you want? And what type of habits must you eliminate in order to attain that life? And <coughs> constantly checking in for sexual integrity we you know it should be like a daily thing ideally some people do weekly accountability but it really if if you really want to grow fast daily accountability that means constant reviewing of yourself and reporting to somebody else this is what i did and this is what i didn't do because in that process you're looking at yourself much more clearly you see mm. your habits you see yourself from a more kind of uh, bird's eye view from above. You see yourself based on habits, not through your feelings and your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so that is extremely sobering because though you may think something or feel something, what you do may differ from that. And accountability gives you that perspective.
1: So the cost of not bringing accountability into your life is that it sets yourself up to lose for one, but then also it takes away this opportunity to have this relationship with someone where you can practice this kind of honesty and grace relationship
0: and i just want to say that it probably takes a lot of courage to ask somebody to be your accountability partner it takes a lot of courage to confess when when you've made a mistake or or i don't know i know some people are turned off by the word confess but to admit that you are not perfect to another person it takes you know and that's why we actually added courage on in at the end uh at the request of uncle david because yeah it just just makes
1: sense it's it's yeah it is the ingredient needed in order to do everything
0: Absolutely. If, if these honesty, grace, integrity, and accountability were the main ingredients of the soup, courage is like the water. It's the base Mm -hmm. because it lets everything else flow because you cannot be honest if you don't have courage. It takes, honesty takes a a heroic amount of courage actually. Grace to give yourself grace actually takes a, a lot of courage because we, we, the weak, part of ourselves, just wants us to familiar, familiarize ourselves with pain and suffering. And it takes courage to choose another path. And to give somebody courage, You know, uh, grace takes a lot of courage because we want to judge them, but to give them love instead is, is, is takes a lot. And integrity, accountability, everything takes courage. So let's get into courage, Sammy, a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's pretty simple for me.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I just wanna say that like, you know, I wrote a blog about this for High Noon, which you can find on our website. And it, it's we we usually think that courage is allotted for acts of, of heroic yeah, I don't know, like you're a gladiator, you're a superhero. It's like these grand acts of mm. courage is what we how we normally see and, and uh personify courage. But Really, what courage really is, is it's small acts of living up to the person you want to be. And that will always take courage because, again, if you make a mistake, to say I made a mistake instead of trying to hide it and cover it up takes a whole lot of courage. And think about politics nowadays is like it's immediately lie first and hope that people won't find out which now everybody does right Uh, but everybody's tendency in in the public spotlight is to lie first and it's the exact opposite of courage so Mm. to live to live a life of courage is to not reserve courage to save a cat from a tree or to do some like bungee jumping and that's obviously courageous, but so too is choosing the path of loving yourself, of of listening to somebody, of you know, having a, a stepping away from your phone. When your phone is saying, look at me, there's porn on me, come and get me. And you push it away, that's an act of courage. And so this is really important to note because in your journey As you're building sexual integrity, you have to identify your shortcomings, but you also have to identify your virtues, where you're strong, and double down, invest in your virtues because you are a lot more courageous than you give yourself credit for. And the moment you start to realize how powerful and courageous you are, the second you start to reclaim your life and understand that you are. Because you were born a child of God, you are already amazing, but you just don't feel it because you haven't been living up to it. And so the first thing is understanding that courage is many small acts throughout the day. That's the courage that matters. The other stuff obviously helps and it's great for a photo shoot and for Instagram, but it's the little acts that makes a life of courage. And it's what causes you to have a high noon life.
1: Thank you. So i like to to re- recap um, and frame how these virtues, they work together in my mind, at least. And that's honesty and grace. It's the foundation for experiencing unreal, unconditional love down into your, your, like your bones that you just know it mm. to be true. And nice. that you tell the truth about yourself and then you're received and acknowledged for that. That's, yeah. that's the beginning without that you're always going to feel like you're starving or that you're grasping to breathe. Like there's no, that's the oxygen that is the essentials. Uh, But then, you know, that's, that's not enough in and of itself. That's a life-changing experience, but integrity, accountability, that is the infrastructure for growth and clarifying where I am now and where I want to be and paving what's the path that's going to allow us to get there and putting an infrastructure into place for to allow ourselves to grow. Because that growth is essential as well. It's not enough just to feel great about our relationships and to dwell on that. And encourage, it's like Andrew said, it's the base, it's the water that allows all of these things to mix together and create an amazing life. And this podcast would be the fire underneath the pot that's allowing it to boil and to become delicious.
0: Whoa man. Fire. So yeah, this is this is us, you know, this is what drives high noon. Um, when when we go around and, and give our talks around the world now. Um, we're always leaving people with the this as a as an action step, and there's different ways that you can manifest these virtues. We have them all on our website. We recommend that you find accountability. We have a, a whole program to help you find accountability um, if you don't, if you can't find it yourself. Even how to, in terms of giving grace, you can learn how to be an accountability partner. There's a lot of different tools that we've created to help you manifest these virtues because. If you're not, you're missing out on the three dimension of reality. So please check out our website and understand that what drives us is not eliminating porn from the face of the earth. Porn will naturally just evaporate when we start becoming true people, the people that we're destined to be. And that's when we start living in the high noon, creating high noon lives and high noon families and a high noon culture, porn will just naturally just disappear and go back to the sewer and go back to the doldrums of humanity um, and eventually just totally go away. Um, But we're not chasing it out with pitchforks. We're letting it die, die the death that it deserves, which is not acknowledging it anymore because we're feeding it with every minute of our attention. And the moment we take our attention away, it goes away
1: because we want we want something way better than what porn can offer Absolutely. and that's what we want to focus on
0: there you go so it's been real everybody we thank you so much for listening and we hope you got a lot out of this uh, there's a ton more content on our website please reach out to us if you need anything at all we want to support you on your journey if you have ideas for other things we can talk about or questions that you have we'd love to do question episodes um, Q&A's you know all uh-huh. sorts of stuff we can do anything um, but we we need your feedback so we've noticed Sammy you and I noticed a lot of people listen to our content they watch they read our blogs they watch our videos but they don't always comment because uh, there's fear there's fear involved in being associated because maybe it might implicate you or you feel like oh then my friends will know that that I I, I acknowledged High Noon and don't worry do not worry give us your feedback and we will grow if you value this we need your feedback so be courageous and leave us a like leave us a good review and um, let us know what you think
1: highnoonorg that's where you can find more info that andrew's alluding to mm-hmm. and yeah leave us a review of this podcast let us know how we're doing subscribe what all that podcast stuff that that uh, people always say to do we appreciate <laughs> all of it thank you very yeah. much
0: thank you guys